Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Well, the month speaking I program here called A Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. And talking with some pastors one time, I heard one pastor say something like this. Well, preacher, maybe he's an evangelist, I don't know. Uh, he said, uh, uh, if all I had was five minutes, I wouldn't waste my time. <laughs> and I thought within myself, sir, you can say a lot in five minutes, can you not? Thank you for the encouragement some of you have given us from time to time as you contact us here at Fishers of Men Ministry. International. By the way, if you'd like to talk to us, contact us, send us something. If you got access to a keyboard there uh, for the old computers, just F O M M and then that little period dot O R G. F O M M dot org. You come directly to us. The book of First Timothy, chapter three. Uh, this week, I want to talk about some biblical benefits of the church. You know, I love church. And I'll be honest with you, before I was saved, I went to church, but I, I had no feelings for church. But I love church. You say, well, that's because you're a preacher. No, not not just because I am uh, a preacher, minister of the gospel. I, I love church. You said, why? There are some benefits uh, you ought to seriously consider. If you're not in church, sir, if you're not in church, ma'am, we think maybe some young people, if you're not in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, you're missing out on some things. Let me see if I can just sort of whet your appetite. Now, I know a good church is hard to find. I understand all of those things. But uh, let's talk about some biblical benefits of the church. Here, an unusual thing said about uh, the church. Uh, we're in 1 Timothy chapter 3. The writer here is Paul. He's writing to young Timothy. Young Timothy is supposedly a pastor here at uh, all this big church here in Ephesus. And he said, Timothy, he talks about how the church has two offices here, the office of a bishop, the office of the deacon. He talks about this in verses 1 through verse 13. And then he says in verse 15, uh, 14, he said, these things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. He said, I've written you these things. He said, I want to come see you quick. But he said, if I tarry long, he said, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. What about the church? My goodness. He said, he said, it's the pillar and ground of truth, uh, the local church. Uh, we think about uh, the church uh, itself, uh, the responsibilities as far as uh, the church, I certainly uh, understand as far as a local church is concerned. You, uh, He's speaking here of God's household. Some people think, you know, they said, we're going to go to church. I think the church is the building. All the church has to do with the people that's inside. God's household, God's family said, Timothy, I want to show you how to behave yourself in God's family. We think about in the family of God. And when this, when people in a particular area meet together, say like in our area here, I live in the port of Bon Secours. When God's people meet together here in Bon Secours, and uh, we have the only uh, Bible-believing independent Baptist church in our area, you know, and when, the, when these people get together, it, it forms what we call the church, the calling out of God's people. And when we get together, the Bible says that we are the pillar and ground of truth from the church, taking the church outside the doors of the church, by the way, all there should be truth that proceeds not only just in our life, but outside of our mouth. So we think about what about the church? You know, how can it help me? How can going to church help me? Meeting together with these people from time to time. Aren't there a bunch of hypocrites in the church? Well, of course. 
Jesus had 12, and it was two or three of them was a hypocrite. Amen. One of them was out, just actually a devil himself, you know. So as far as hypocrisy, yes, sometimes church is full of hypocrisy because it's just full of us. Amen. But what can help me, you know, what can I get out of this? I'm going to show you this week how the church can keep you from what we call Bible ignorance. You said, are you calling me ignorant? Well, you have to understand what ignorance is, that you just don't know. If I were to give a test to church people, a Bible test to just some people in a church, and then give this Bible test to people that do not go to church, which one do you think would make a better grade? You said, well, probably those who go to church. Why, of course. That's why we have this writer here that's writing young Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3. This writer also said numerous times, he said, I would not have you to be ignorant. I would not have you to be ignorant. He said, I'll not have you to be ignorant. You said, I got it, Brother Mon. God doesn't want you ignorant in the sense that you don't know about things that are found here in the Word of God. So what can help me from biblical ignorance we'll see tomorrow by being a part of a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. Until tomorrow, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.